<laughs> I mean, I can get started with that. Welcome to Midwest Podcast, a narcissistic pursuit of our opinions on sports and more. My name is Luke. Toilet flush. And I'm Sack. Okay, guys. So I went grocery shopping yesterday, and I don't know about you, but when I get home from grocery shopping is the time in which I'm least likely to cook a meal because I just got back and it's like, it's either something that's just going to go straight in the oven, like chicken tenders or something, or I'll make a sandwich or whatever. Um, and the other night we got Thai food. Um, so what ended up happening was I had curry three meals in a row, dinner the night before. Thoughts uh, and prayers <laughs> to your bathroom. Lunch the next day and then dinner the following day. And I was watching the bowls get, oh, and coffee for breakfast in between, of course. Uh, <laughs> and of course my body's like freaking out. It's like. Luke, dog, what the fuck are you doing? We're both on the same team here. Like, it's December. We've been training for eating mac and cheese three meals in a row for decades. Now you're just going to switch it up and make, you know, eat curry three days in a row? Like, white boy, you can't be doing this. <laughs> was this um, all Thai curry? Yeah, it was Penang curry and green curry. Was it, uh, okay, so three meals. Does this tell me that you ordered a large quantity of food and, like, planned on eating it as leftovers, or the, the portion was so large you just had to eat it the same meal over, like, three separate days or three separate uh, meals? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Thai curry is superior to Indian curry, in my own opinion. Um, but, and it's a little easier on the colon than Indian curry is. I mean, they're both kind of devastating, but one is probably like a <laughs> D minus and one is like a straight up. <laughs> Toi- toilet, back when we, back when I lived with Luke, one time he made such, uh, such potent curry that Katie and I left the house. We didn't even eat any of it, mind you. Luke just ate, Luke, it was all for, it was all for Luke. Katie and I left the house. We got in an Uber and we were driving we were we were driving out and we had a bag with us and the uber driver was like oh man you guys have you guys have curry in that bag and we're like no just our roommate was cooking it <laughs> oh my god it's like just stuck to our clothes what is the worst thing to carry into an uber other than curry egg salad oh. <laughs> a baby diaper <laughs> yeah Somehow on the same playing field as those two things i was gonna say from experience a queso burrito from qdoba <laughs> it's like the worst thing to eat in a car Hey, Toilet, can you turn down your computer speakers a little bit? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't even have my headphones. Get, get a little feedback. feedback. Vocal, vocals vocals up, Luke. Vocals up. Your vocals are actually kind of hot, Zach. I was getting a little bit of feedback from you, so you might want to uh, gently push the mic away. Episode well, we are figuring out the audio, boy. I have, a, I have a standing desk right now, so I'm just sort of like bringing the microphone up to a different volume. Oh, got it. I have a squatty desk where I sit on the floor, and I'm ready to defecate at all times. It's Just, supposed to be better for you, man. <laughs> have you ever used a squatty potty before? Speaking I don't need. Of, to I mean, use we're a just gonna potty. we're just gonna lean right into bowel movements yeah. right off the top. Uh, the the awesome part of be, being six five is every potty is a squatty potty. <laughs> your knees are always above your colon. So C- congrats on the height. <laughs> yeah, really. What could not be me? <laughs> Um, so back to my, I don't know if the, uh, the intro, uh, caught my original question to harken back. What percentage of your bowel movements are just disappointing or make you feel bad about yourself? Cause mine's probably about 50, 50. Ooh. Um, I actually probably put mine at 60, 40, 60, 40 upset. Wow. Like I'm, I'm more <laughs> upset with myself. Wow. Cause I drink too much coffee. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you hyper-caffeinate yourself, like, first thing in the morning, you're just, like, accelerating oh, everything. God, speaking of hyper-caffeinating yourself, um, can we talk about the, the Cam Newton the Cam Newton uh, timeline Ooh. for the morning? Ooh. He wakes up at 4.20. He, gets, he goes Hell to yeah. the facility Smokes at 4.30. 4.30, and he doesn't have his first coffee until 8 a.m. That's, that's, like, serial killer like activity like and i would if i woke up at 4 30 my first coffee would need to be at 4 32 he said <laughs> okay that his coffee is also still hot he like brews it at his house and then he like brings it to work and then like i'm assuming he like does a workout and then he doesn't want to have coffee until after his workout which makes sense um but i i think darren Ravel and i are the only two wondering what kind of thermos is he using where it's still hot after four hours of it's a really good question uh probably like uh one of the no free ads no free ads no free ads no free ads I mean, we have talked about being yeah. thermos guys before. We've talked about Bleep our Aladdin out. thermoses. On, Bleep that out. <laughs> which is what I was going to say. My uh, Aladdin, Stanley Aladdin thermos. Our Aladdin brand thermos. <laughs> we, we love it. Uh, sponsor the pod, please. We're the only podcast that's talking about you Stanley brand thermoses. <laughs> um, so we normally do this podcast after hours. Can we do a quick mug check instead of a cup check? Oh, you're going you're gonna to do it. You're going to make me say what's on yeah. mine i'm gonna make you say what's on yours baby <laughs> i didn't realize i didn't realize I i'm walking into the lion's den with this one okay luke's has the kama sutra on it <laughs> they're yoga poses oh, sure it's a okay. savasana mine is a carly ray jepson emotion b-side <laughs> from our friend pagan for christmas this year shout out to pagan I I i'm actually really jealous of that coffee yeah, mug. and sick. mine is uh mine says uh hubby do you ever and, drink uh, out of the one that says wifey? Uh, every once in a while, I'll grab that one. But actually, I like the 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 handle makes a C, mm -hmm. and then there's H U B B Y, so it's chubby. Actually, <laughs> ergonomic handle. Who bought that for you? Did you, did Katie buy that, or was that a wedding gift? Uh, wedding gift. Mm, sure. <laughs> yeah, that was a home goods sure. purchase. <laughs> oh man, good start. Missed you, boys. Merry, happy Christmas, and an early, may I be the first to say... Merry New Year. Merry New Year. <laughs> happy Christmas, Merry New Year. Yep. Um, Twilight, is your audio playing only in your headphones? Is that me? That I'm, it I'm is getting only it back? playing in my headphones now. Huh. That's odd. Oh. I'm getting a little bit of an echo. Uh, echo, echo, echo. Yeah, it's okay. Um... Do you guys want to talk about basketball? I think we yes. all have basketball topics this year. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if I might kick us off. Um, Please. No free ads, but uh, good friend of the pod and uh, mentor to all of us, Bill Simmons, mm. really decided to venture into uncharted territory this week. Um, and I guess this is as much a lesson as any. Like, Don't give Bill Simmons too much money because he'll just do whatever he wants to do. Um, and whatever he wants to do is having Jackie McMullen and Bob Ryan on the podcast to talk about 60 Celtic stories. <laughs> I was listening to that this morning, and the, the more appalling part of that was the intro, where the fourth rookie that he mentioned in his notable rookies was Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> I, wow, my shocked face. Just, just like jaw on the floor like how much he's leaning into it and my first thought was i'm so glad you brought this up luke is the chicago equivalent would be equally as insufferable but i would tune in every goddamn day if it was like wilbon and 
Greenberg and Jay Mariotti roundtable. Hell yes, Jay Mariotti. <laughs> but like on what is ostensibly like a national platform, like it's supposed to be sort of a omni team, omni sport type podcast. But actually, we're just going to talk. Nation. We're going to talk about the Boston Celtics in the 1960s and reference games that were played in front of like 15 journalists smoking cigarettes, and which there's no uh, film recording of. <laughs> so, Luke, you dabble in the uh, ratings platform. That's how you were able to uncover the fact that we've got listeners in Belgium and Israel. Shout out to Shout the out. international listeners using some weird VPN situation, but. Can he tell that, like, pretty much anyone who doesn't live in Boston is, like, getting to that point of the podcast and just deleting it? Like, can he tell, like, how much of the podcast people are listening to? If they just see the title, they're just yeah. going to automatically delete it or not listen to it because they do not no. give a shit. Yeah, like can that? you tell people skip, too? No. Um, wow. You mean, like, the top 25 Patriots Stop, uh, games yes. oh podcast oh from two God. years ago? Um I assume that they don't use SoundCloud. I assume, well, I guess they use Spotify because Spotify owns the ringer now. Um, and they can probably see that. I don't know like what their main platform looks like, but I'm sure it's similar. In fact, it's probably more advanced than SoundCloud if I'm being perfectly honest. This segment is called Amateur Podcasters Criticize Professional Podcasters. Exactly. Um, I, I Punch up, baby. We're punching up. We're punching up. We're punching, punching up, we're up not same, down. Yep. Their um, audition tape to get on the Ringer, Ringer Podcast Network. <laughs> well, that's my point is it looks like there's a they're hemorrhaging a lot of talent over there. And it started with like the Maze Barnwell, Zach Lowe thing with the whole Grantland, you know, a couple years ago. Maze was more recently, but... Um, like I know you get, we all make fun of Jason Concepcion. I think he's like interesting and funny, but like he left, like they're losing like a lot of their, like NBA desktop was like a very notable thing that they were doing. And I thought it was pretty good. It was a well-produced show. Um, I just think they're losing a lot of talent. Why do you, and it's, I think, is it tied to the whole union thing? Cause this is kind of uncharted waters with content creators and how they should be compensated. Yeah. And how it's the clock job. Like, yeah. I think yeah that that's the the short answer is yes. <laughs> well, isn't like is he just of the mindset of like oh well there'll always be more interesting people and like I will just continue to find and curate talent and put them together like is that just the that that's done you know? that's the, the he's done it twice now that he like has Spotify money I think like on the Forbes list of like highest paid celebrities he was like eleventh like behind Ellen DeGeneres but above that's insane. Like, above like every athlete other than Messi, Ronaldo and LeBron James. Like he he's getting paid and I don't think that the motivation is really there, which is why he brings on Bob Ryan who starts sundowning at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> to talk about the Celtics. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that model kind of makes sense. Like if we're going to tie it back to sports, like it's kind of like he is the central figure. Like he is the main draw. Like he knows he's delivering like, a passable like NFL, like all these other spinoffs, but he knows he's like the main driving financial creator there. And he can just like hire these 20 somethings who are interesting enough. And then once they become like, you know, autonomous enough to be able to support their own mission, they can go off on their own, but he'll just find new people. Yeah. yeah UCLA... I think it's a, the content. What is it? The, the uh, content churning out, you know, it yeah. just, you, you get somebody else, you get some new, you get some new talent in and then, you know, they do their five to seven years and then they become, you know, uh popular enough yeah, and have enough have of a platform own. to go yeah. out on their yeah. own and i mean 
I mean, Mason really got on his own. He just went to the athletic, but yeah. I guess he he brought he brought all those people who would listen to his podcast with him. I don't really listen to him as much as I've been listening to Bill Barnwell. I don't know why. I like them both together so much, but I like Bill's show better than I like Robert Mays every week. And that was talking other sports podcasts. (laughs) Well, you started me with basketball, so I have two Bulls thoughts. My first Bulls thought is um, not Neil Funk is not Neil Funk, and I'm going to give him a chance, but I am sad that Neil Funk is gone. I agree with you, Luke. Question, question, question. Who who is doing the play-by-play now? As someone who's out of market. Uh, his name is not Neil Funk. It's okay. Adam something. I actually think he's done pretty well. I don't know. It's not like the same. The chemistry isn't quite there yet with him and Stacey King. Um, and I, I guess like the lack of crowd to makes Stacey King sound absolutely ridiculous when he's getting emphatic <laughs> with his calls. Uh, I thought it was the opposite. I thought he was just like, he's like hot sauce. Like he just kind of like, <laughs> he knew what he had to say, but he had like hot no sauce. voice in the, in the wizards game last night. It Mouse was- in the house. That's what I mean. I guess like if he was screaming into the microphone, like he typically does when, you know, they're playing in front of a packed United Ooh, center, it would sound, st- <laughs> it would sound stupid. Like Stacy King would be getting picked up by the team doing like the radio broadcast <laughs> and whoever's doing the wizards broadcast. That would be just awesome. down, down the bench. You hear Stacy King just yelling like, Ooh, stop that. Zach Levine. Stop if you're that. Scared, go buy a dog. <laughs> go buy a tiny dog. But yeah, instead it's like yeah, uh, hot sauce, sriracha. Don't don't do him like that. Don't do him like that, Sadaransky. Yeah, uh, like monotone. Don't don't like that. We want St- we want real Stacy back. Um, and my other thought is uh, paralleling the Bulls' trajectory, the one and three Chicago Bulls, not to mention the zero and four Washington Wizards. We'll get there. Um, but I think once everyone on the Bulls has fully developed their hairdo we will be emerging into the playoffs. Because right yes. now there's too many guys on the team who have like the weird in-between haircut stage. Like Patty Billy's got – he doesn't know what he wants to do. Otto Porter Jr. doesn't know – like all the – Kobe White's bun is too messy. Like it's once these guys have fully <laughs> developed haircuts and they'll be a little more confident in themselves, they'll play a little bit better, and that's when the Bulls will emerge as your seventh seed in the East. What do you think uh, Kobe White's end phase is? Is it like the ponytail with the chopsticks in it, like uh, oh. Lucy Liu and Charlie's Angels? I, I think, think that he's would be a, cool a, look. a big, the Jimmy Butler big headband that like dangles in the back. <laughs> <laughs> like like the, the, Ryan, the Roger Federer headband. Yeah, the Teenage yeah. Ninja Turtle look. <laughs> I think that's where he's going. Um, Zach, do you have any Wizards thoughts? Did you watch the game last night? No, I didn't get it, but um, I, I didn't know that the Wizards were playing the Bulls. And uh, so, yeah, I have a check-in on the Wizards bet. And in parentheses, it says, not good. <laughs> not good, boys. But I if, I, if I've learned anything from listening to podcasts for the last, like, six years, it's that uh, in order to be a proper sports podcaster, I just have to double down on my take. Yeah, so, definitely. So, 0-4, um, they've looked competitive I okay. Think if they get, I think if they get Scotty Brooks out of there and get a new coach in, it'll give like a little, little jazz, a little, uh, little pizzazz, pizzazz back into the team, and and uh, they'll uh, they'll start winning some games. And you know what they say, you know, don't let Russell Westbrook get hot. Well, do you uh, don't let Bradley Beal go streaking? Didn't you think that like part of the like Westbrook and Scotty Brooks connection was like part of the reason maybe that it would work there? Sure, maybe I don't know. 
I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a prisoner of headlines. So when I see Westbrook going to the Wizards, I'm like, oh yeah, he's still as good as he was in 2014. Totally forgetting that he's had like crippling injuries since an MVP season where like he literally emptied his entire tank and it took like what years to get back to where he was, and then he had the soulless uh, opportunity of playing with um, playing with James Harden. Well, all you need to know is the text that I sent last night was that at one point, Bradley Beal and <laughs> collided, and Bradley Beal had to go into concussion protocol. So yeah, that, not good. Not good. That's how the season's going for them. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, what we'd say in the soccer world, it is a less than auspicious start. and They get another we, crack at the Bulls tomorrow at uh-oh. 4 p.m. Um, and we uh, all we need to do is just... Uh, we need to regroup and start uh, playing some defense. Which I have a que- I have a question. Why is defense so hard in the NBA? Like, why because is it like is it, if it's an effort? Tall and like well, no, extreme. no. If it's an effort thing, right? If everybody's like, oh, defense is effort, right? More than skill. Then, like, why is it that the Bulls have like such shitty defense every year? Is it just like nobody really cares to play? Like, how is it now we're on like year seven of Zach Levine? And it's like, well, maybe if he can get the defense together, and it's like, well, doesn't really seem to want to do that. Um, I, I don't want to boil it down to be as simple as like effort, but I think that is like a, a large effort, like a large part of that is just like caring about defense and like like wanting to actually be the person who is like involved in the defense and not having to guard like the Nick Batums of the world and like stand in the corner. <laughs> and like the, the Yeah, bullshit. I'll take I'll take Nick. I'll just go stand in the corner. Yeah, like the bullshit of like oh well he needs to rest on defense so he's more effective on offense. Like that's just it's the bullshit. garbage. That's a garbage like plot. I mean, like that's just so dumb. I mean, look, look, hand up. Like my only contributions because I was always undersized and playing basketball was like I had to be the guy who took the charge. Effort D. I, I had to Brad Davison my way into any into any like you know seventh or eighth man rotation spot. Yeah, and free free throw free throws and charges. That's what and and great team chemists like hyping people up. <laughs> when someone gets a three pointer, Zach's the first guy to high five that guy for sure. Oh my god. Speaking of, I, I want to bring it back to Bill Simmons and Celtics talk, but I, I stumbled back upon that video where he's like, I think the Celtics are going to win 67 games this year. Oh, my God, year. that was so awesome. Was, oh, my gosh, because I think Sal made fun of him He made fun of him week. for that, yeah. Yeah, for this past <laughs> week, and I was watching it because I think it was the Gordon – it was when they got Gordon Hayward, right? Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it, it was, was Gordon, Gordon and Hayward Kyrie. Here. Gordon and Kyrie and Al Horford, too? I think no, whatever. Um, but oh my gosh, it's just so bad to watch. And like the way it's like, there's going to be a lot of three pointers. There's, there's going to be a lot, lot of high fives. There's going to be a lot of high fives because the twelfth man just dunked to put him up forty. And like, oh my god, this I can't listen. Even when it happened, people are like, Jay, like I think Jalen Rose was trying to like let him walk it back because he's like, this is you mean you're going to lose what sixty seven and eighty two? They're going to lose fifteen what, games. 15 games. Yeah. Oh my god! A group of cool city teens just walked by my window pl- carrying a football. We're going to play oh, some snow football. Yeah, you should go go out and join them. Tackle. We can stop. We could, yeah, we could stop the podcast. Definitely, that's worth. Stopping. Oh no 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 no! Bring the podcast out and we'll and uh, yes. toilet and I will commentate. It will okay. literally be hot in the streets. <laughs> Luke hot in the streets. Let me just unplug my like fifty pound computer and put it out in the wet street. 
Um, I did. I did see some boys yesterday. We have a we have a, a school that backs up to our to our house, and there's a big uh, big um, uh, field behind there too. And some boys were out running routes yesterday with their dad, mm. throwing passes to him. And I was like, whew, felt kind of like I might need to get out there and go run some button hooks. Oh, go run shit. some uh, ten yard outs. <laughs> Light up the receiver going over the middle. <laughs> Within five ah! yards, you're within just five yards. I can do what I want. Get do the do the Kyle Fuller like when he catches it and just poof, stand there and knock Launches him down. himself like a fucking piss missile right <laughs> into your crotch. <laughs> um, to harken back, not to harken back to an actual basketball point, but I think when you mentioned like defense, I think individual effort is point number one, but point number two is actual help defense. Sure. In, yeah. you know, the crappy old men's league that I'm in, like, help defense is very important because <laughs> all of us get beat off the dribble all help. the time. We <laughs> oh. should play zone. Are, are you sure that it's help defense? Are you sure it's help defense or, like, just someone's, like, hip is gone and they actually help. 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 <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Uh, you know, you average about one minor to major injury per week with, you know, the over 40 crowd, which we are a part of. Um, oh, man. But Don't say I, that, man. I'm still 29. <laughs> we are still 29 for another month, baby. Um, but I think like act like it moves so fast now. Like helping the helper, and then like like help off of the help, and guys just like trickling away from like these guys who are able to like slash and kick and swing and like do all things so quickly. Like you have to be like absolutely dialed in on defense. You cannot be like snoozing because things can go from like yeah. someone walking up the court to like, there's, you know, people all over the place in different positions so quickly that a, a coach really makes a difference. Like uh, players can obviously control that, but I think like a coach who actually understands help defense and has them practice those things a lot, like, you know, Jim Boylan. Well, what do you guys think uh, Jim Boylan's doing right now? Well, according to Kyrie, they don't need a coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe not if those guys are like dialed in on defense and like <laughs> it's just Montessori basketball where everyone <laughs> does whatever they want. But, but, and but, uh, speaking if you of have Kevin Durant, you still win because he's that good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of Boylan toilet, I think he like some team gave him like a. I, I, it might have been the Blazers or something like that. He did like a like a um, consulting gig, part time oh, consulting gig for them. Recruiter. Jim Boyle's tip recruiter hiring himself out for different apprenticeships. <laughs> I looked it up yesterday because I was curious, like, what is Jim Boylan doing right now? And I could not find anything relevant to the most, like, six recent six months. So I don't know what he's doing. He's uh, probably coaching Maccabee Tel Aviv or something like that. That's uh, usually what happens with coaches who have lit, zero though. personality and aren't able to recruit. So they can't go to do the college thing because that's uh, like selling yourself as much as, like, coaching basketball. So they I just couldn't... go to Poland or Israel or something. I mean, uh, I wouldn't want to coach there, but like Spain would be kind of cool. Like, I don't know, Italy. Can you coach some Italian league bat? Oh, hey, I pass it to Gabagool over here. <laughs> we brought New Jersey people over to Italy. <laughs> Boylan would fit in perfect. Is, is he from New Jersey? He's shaped like a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> he is a meatball. No, he's a Michigan man. Yes. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, shit. Well, shit. Yeah, it said he had a three-week consulting gig with the with the Blazers. I, I can't imagine what they had him do. He probably just, like, went into a room and just, like, talked about people's heart and their spirit. <laughs> and that was it. LOL. 
You know, Zach just has great heart, great spirit. Just so proud of him. Like, it's like is he dead or what? Yeah, right. <laughs> you, I mean, that Bulls team was a fucking eulogy. Uh, but what, 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 give me, give me some thoughts on Patty, Patty Billy. I haven't been able to watch anything. He looks good. I mean, people say he's been looking solid. So good, he's 19. good, solid. Oh, okay. Is he the new? Is he the new Jason Tatum? Is nineteen? Yeah, he's a, he's like Mbappe the second youngest player in the league, after uh, Denny. No, he good last night too. I thought it was uh, no, Killing it Hayes. was uh, Killing Ace. That's it. Do you think that they are starting him just so that we think he's better than he actually is? Because we'd be like, oh, well, he's starting. Like, is I don't know. Is, he, is there a big difference between him and Otto Porter Jr. right now? Which, by the way, he dropped the junior. Wow, is he mad at his dad? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Otto oh. Porter Jr. <laughs> he should be oh, Otto no. Porter Sr. It was uh, what's-his-face who had, like, the staph infection in his leg. Uh, uh, Dad Young. Dad Young. Um, he has staph infection in his leg? Yes. Holy shit. That's kind of scary. Yeah, um, we're not going to talk about Jonathan Taves, but feel better, buddy. We miss you. Yeah, we miss you. We know you're listening. We know Love you're you, buddy. Listening. Get yeah. better. Get ready for the Patrick Kane show, baby. <laughs> captain now they, they're gonna blackhawks are gonna lose six to six to four every night and kane's, gonna, yeah. kane's gonna have a kane's gonna average like two points a game or something. It's <laughs> i'm crazy sign me up yeah sign me up it'll be fun to watch the no defense the no defense team um all speed all speed but has he so he's so he's looking i think i think he's start i think he's starting because i mean he's probably just good enough I don't know. I mean, I think the the him not starting at Florida State was like a huge. Um, I, it is a much bigger deal than it actually was. Like he was a six man, but like he finished every game. He yeah, like that's had a the red most herring. Minutes. Yeah, it exactly. is. It is. You're right. It's like a straw man argument where it's like, yeah, they they just brought. I mean, they brought him in because they they bring him in and then he'd play most of the game. Like it was clear he was probably the best player on the team. Yeah, they probably just like had some seven foot two white guy who couldn't jump who gave them a better matchup <laughs> on the opening tip, and like <laughs> that was the reason. Yeah, I'm like only half joking. <laughs> That's how college basketball works. Toilet and Tate. Um. Okay, so I, I want to get to a longish segment before we. Uh, Oh wait, are we done with sports takes? Sports? We'll, we'll, we can't. we'll do football after. Oh, uh, because this, this, the, yeah, that's going to be a moment for all of us. Yeah, I got. We have to thoughts. get. We have to collectively get our hearts ready to be broken. Can yes. I refresh? Refresh my mud. Yeah, yes, we'll uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back with a, a new segment, a little reading series. Why make that? Why would that be a show to greenlight? Like, there's so many other great ideas out there. Like, a reboot of pretty much any other popular sitcom is a better idea than that. How about five white friends living in New York and their relationship issues? Only five instead of six? I'm in. You could have two male, two female, and then one um, ambiguous gender person. Okay. And they're all pansexual. Yeah. Yes. 
There we go. We, we've solved it. That is a billion-dollar sitcom idea right there. And instead of them always going to a coffee store, they're always going to an Italian restaurant. We'll call it pansexual. <laughs> it's a pizza place. It's a pizza place. <laughs> um, I wanted Zach to be able to hear this part, so I don't know if he can hear us because he has his headphones on, but did you see um, that the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl will be celebrated with a gigantic Gatorade container full of mayonnaise being pulled on the winning head coach. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> no, I am not. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Sorry, I'll find the tweet. Oh, that's so... Where, where's it being played? If it's not in, a, in Minnesota, it's a fucking sham. Duke's Mayo Bowl... Joined February 2009. Did you know that they have had a bowl this long? Can't say that I did. Wow. Mm. You got Luke Keekley as a uh, as an endorser of Duke's Mayo. All right, hold on. Um, it it's supposed to be good, I think. It's supposed to be like superior to Hellman's. It's this is tangy. The boys talk mayo. The boys talk mayo. It says it's tangy, which I do like in a mayonnaise. I like it almost to be like horseradish. Like you, you like the lemon juice part of it, not so yes. much like the. I like horseradish, but I want like a little tangy, little zip on my mayonnaise. That's the zip of Miracle Whip. I don't want your Nick Saban pocket Hellman's shit. Ew, like the Jimmy John's packets of Hellman's mayonnaise. Yes. Ugh. Pay us. All right, I need, you, I need you boys to check your phones. Okay, I'm back. I had to get a spot of tea. Quite tea. A spot of tea. Yes. I, I saw this. T I actually was going to bring this up. We should probably talk about it for a second. All right, so it is 11.40 on a Wednesday, and Luke is not drinking a beer for some reason, but the Duke's Mayo Bowl is taking place, which I did not know existed. Zach, did you know this product existed? Yeah, I did know that it was a uh, it was a bowl because people like to make fun of the name. Oh, well, we here are mayonnaise stands. We're all fans of the, may of the sweet, creamy white on our sandwiches. Um, actually, I actually, I actually just got, I got into a bit of an argument with Katie yesterday at Walmart about getting mayo because she's like, oh, we have some, but we have the olive oil kind. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a aioli. very Tennessee yeah. argument. You and your wife like, arguing in the Walmart yeah. over mayonnaise in the Walmart <laughs> in the walls, Mart and the wall. <laughs> oh, they actually just put in a new Aldi's toilet. Oh yeah. Let's go. A new Aldi's. Um, no but free ads, I, but only for Aldi. Only for all these quarter in, quarter out. Um, <laughs> I, I what I what I liked about it was this is a very on brand for the Midwest. This bowl game because our friends from Wisconsin are in it. Yeah, it's true. I didn't so, realize uh, yeah. Graham Mertz had such beautiful eyes, and I don't really like that. I feel like most quarterbacks <laughs> don't have beautiful, seductive eyes, so I don't feel like that's going to bode well for him. Yeah, I don't know. Can you can you lead can you lead a huddle? I don't know if you can do that. Yeah. I want like with, steely, with such pretty eyes. I want dead eyes, like like Ben like, Roethlisberger, like they're all Mitch. Full, all fully dilated. Not Just come out and say you don't like eyes. Derek Carr. It's okay. <laughs> Beady <laughs> eyes. Say it. <laughs> I mean, we're not wrong, right? They're gonna miss the playoffs, even though they started what, like seven I mean, we probably shouldn't talk like about a team that started hot and might miss the playoffs. <laughs> 
but yeah might- let's say we got to save that for after luke's segment yeah um, all right luke but yeah the the mayo the mayo bowl like you have to you either have to have wisconsin minnesota or iowa in it yes those are the three teams you have to have in it like Lock you can't in. you can't have a mayo bowl with like i guess you could maybe have illinois uh, yeah, you can't have not. like a Pac-12, like a sexy Pac-12 team in there. You gotta. Have... I mean, they're, they're playing against Wake Forest, a bunch of nerds from yeah, the East ner- Coast. East Coast elites. East Coast yeah. elites. It should be flyover states only. I agree with you, Zach. Good call. Yeah, it's yeah, the Mayo- in Charlotte because I think Dukes is from North Carolina or something. The Mayo Bowl should be a Northern Big Twelve team or Big Ten team versus an SEC team that has to be west of not in florida yes west of georgia yeah so that gives us alabama mississippi louisiana tennessee kentucky missouri that's a good good matchup (laughs) arkansas alabama arkansas i do love my dukes mayonnaise (laughs) well i guess indiana could be in it too it's a good mayo state are they the rose bowl this year Indiana? Yeah. No. Indiana's in they got uh the Music City Bowl robbed. They got robbed of a New Year's Bowl. Um they're not even playing on New Year's Day. For whatever reason, this is Luke talks about Indiana football. Um for whatever reason, a three loss Iowa State team got picked for a New Year's Day bowl over them. because um, they lost to Oklahoma twice. Cool. Um Indiana is playing on the second in the Gator Bowl against a four and five Ole Miss team. No, they're playing Sick. the Outback Outback Bowl. Who is? Quick, quick Google search. Indiana. I thought they're playing the Outback Bowl. No, they're not. Oh yeah, the Cats are in the Outback Bowl. What? Google's lying to me. Because I, I was gonna, I was going to say if it was the Outback Bowl, then uh, we should be getting sponsored by Outback. Well, Stay this, cows. Unf- you know, live podcast. This is coming to you live. Uh, Wisconsin's down 14-0. And it really is a shame because the Wisconsin head coach ending the year covered in mayonnaise is just the perfect year to end 2020. So real bummer. We're going to get cheated out of that. Maybe. Well, speaking of cheating, guys, um, it's time to, uh, even though it is 1145 in the morning, start thinking about some adult topics guys it's time to talk about sex kissing fronts and uh when i want to know more about sex i look no further than a magazine founded in 1843 in england um that's right when i think sex i turn to the economist Um, let's spread those sheets baby and uh with that said this is an article that I stumbled upon on Twitter called Between the Spreadsheets, The Management Consultant's Guide to Love and Sex by a little journalist called Alice Hines. Um, the little twinkle in your eye when you read that off was great. This means we're, getting, we're, we're in for a great segment. Once upon a time, there was a man who thought love was a maths problem. Gotta insert that British style in there. Not a math problem, but a maths problem. Maths, mathematics, plural. Love is a capricious spark, a miraculous whirlwind. One of his blog posts began, 
sarcastically. It is found by following ancient prophecies, embarking on dangerous quests. Something like that, who knows anyway. It sounds like finding a girlfriend was crazy hard before computers. Um, we love a guy who has a public blog about sex, don't we, folks? And, like, his relationships. Yeah, who doesn't want to air out their literal dirty laundry to, I mean, tens, maybe even hundreds of readers. <laughs> like, there was no real-life Carrie Bradshaw who just wrote about, like, getting laid in the New York Times, was there? Uh, I'm sure there probably was. Zach is furiously typing over there. Are you typing your own sex blog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My reactions, my reactions to to Luke. No, I'm. I'm uh, I I want to. I want to read this as Luke's going along. So I pulled okay. it up. Got it. But got no, it. Uh, isn't that like what the like Dear Anne column was? Basically, it was like veiled sex advice. Uh, no, that was Savage Love. Um, I th no. Uh, who is the lady? Who is the 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 German lady? Oh, Doctor Ruth. Yeah, I guess she was. That was like explicitly sex advice. That, that wasn't yeah. okay. Was it that was like was it veiled? That was like seeking medical advice. Um, <laughs> the man's name is Jacob. He is currently thirty-two and works in finance, creating software that helps banks comply with regulations. Wow! Try not to get hot, guys. Riveting <laughs> stuff. Not just rolling in punani. He has dark curly hair and a beard. A left eyebrow that's often raised, and in his own words, a dad bod. Oh boy. Oh, in 2013, he moved to New York from North Carolina. Thanks to the volume of people using dating apps, it was suddenly possible to spend each night of the week with a different woman who was already intrigued by his online persona. Like, let me just interject here. Like, this article is like incredibly misogynistic and demeaning towards women. Um, there was the cheesemaker, the fashion designer, <laughs> the three different med school students. Hey, mom, dad, I got mentioned in The Economist. I was one of three med school students that got laid by Jacob in 2013. I kind of want to hear more about this cheesemaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds like an yeah, interesting really. person. That's no, like we just have to hear about Jake, person. a curator of fine fromage. Who makes fucking software that helps banks comply with regulations. Like the biggest <laughs> wow. pencil pusher job on earth. And I'm a pencil pusher. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, Jacob liked them all. On each date, he holidayed in another person's world and learned something new. Ugh. Uh, so for any of our New York women of the Northwest suburbs who are currently listening to this, if you match with someone named Jacob on Hinge, run. This guy is going to kiss and tell and uh, get an article in The Economist about it. And he, this was in 2013, so he's now eight years older, so now he's almost 40. So no, this was written in 2020. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that he like started in uh, 2013. Oh, okay. Um, but cumulatively, even though he's like plowing through everybody in New York City, apparently, Jacob knew he wanted to get serious with someone, but he found it hard to weigh the merits of each of his potential partners. So he did what he knew best. He made a spreadsheet. That's right, folks. And the title of that spreadsheet, How to Choose a Goddess. Algorithms. Hashtag the, sabermetrics. Who is the goddess? The goddess is a woman. Is Any woman. Any the goddess is every women. woman. All women. Um, he started All women are goddesses on record. 
He started by listing the ideal qualities for a girlfriend, then weighed them as objectively as possible. Great sex, for instance, was worth roughly a third of great conversation, since people typically spend less time doing it. Uh, Zach, you're married, so uh, you've had sex. Is this true? <laughs> There's no proof of the sex having. There's absolutely no proof. We don't, we don't speak of what happens in the marriage bed. <sighs> That's not true. This guy is in The Economist telling us about it. <laughs> um, other categories were peculiar, peculiar to him. Okay, so we got beyond sex and talking. The rest is just like in the abstract for Jacob. He outlined 15 attributes in total. Uh, strength, one-handed weapons, sneak, pickpocketing, <laughs> destruction magic, <laughs> restoration, hoping that by isolating his requirements, he would compare them in a systematic way. Status, friends admire her, will be smart, dedicated mom, and emotional crush were worth five, nine, and six points respectively. But Jacob still didn't know if his back-of-the-envelope estimates were right. So, so we're going to say that this guy is like basically creating like an RPG game for his sex life, right? For, not just or like for, his sex life, for, for evaluating women. Yeah. What okay. were the categories? Can you go over those again? He talked about sex and talking, which are two, and then... Status. Status, okay. Mom okay, potential. It's like Madden, like awareness rating, yeah. uh, <laughs> pocket presence. <laughs> exactly. But like even more abstract... He then scored each women by attribute, multiplied those numbers by their weighting, and added the results to get a final score. But there was a problem. Jacob didn't know what counted as high enough score to indicate that he should probably stop dating and settle down. So he devised his own spin on, quote-unquote, the secretary problem, an equation typically used to decide what percentage of potential candidates a person should interview for a job. The classic solution, the greater the size of the pool, the closer the answer trends towards roughly 37%. Uh, first of all, what? Jacob seems like he really respects women, comparing uh, finding a wife and emotional lifelong connection to hiring a secretary. Um, but this is this like the most bloodless evaluation of people of all time? What is the 37%? Yeah, this is like worse than the NFL draft. What's the 37% marker? Yeah, I'm actually kind of intrigued about this, like, grand unified theory segment of this. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, obviously, this is a horrible person who was raised in, like, a loveless household and thinks that all all life's problems have an answer or can be solved yeah. in some way. So I'm yeah. going to go out on a limb and assume that this person has had an incredibly, just incredibly easy life. Like, this person <laughs> has not struggled for anything at all and has never had a true emotion uh ever never had a true friend either yeah never had a true friend those are my takeaways right now oh we'll we'll get to his uh family a little bit later great um the measures in one category weighted very highly were entirely speculative jacob's estimate of how much his dates admired him Mm. wow so so a lack of self-awareness from this guy just narcissism be, like yeah. having and, and, and a, we and the three of us know about narcissism okay yeah <laughs> we, we exclaim it at the beginning of every at the beginning of every we show. record our own thoughts and listen back to them yeah, yeah. I, but at least like i'm not like going on dates being like well she's beautiful and we have like conversations and you know the sex is great but does she admire me like i would want to be admired by 
like someone who I would consider to be an equal. You're right. Like, I want to be feared and loathed. <laughs> That's right. Um, but despite these imperfections, data were a better guide to ending up with a good match than the conventional wisdom. Follow your heart, stick it out when things get tough, love will endure. Jacob is just one of a growing number of people seeking inspiration from business schools rather than poetry <laughs> in the quest to find the right partner. Um, that's so it's cool. Business school. I remember sitting through managerial accounting thinking like, all right, this is good for keeping money in line, but how is this going to get me laid? <laughs> how is this going to keep my wife in line and keep respecting me? <laughs> that's right. Um, People who use spreadsheets, charts, and planners to manage their love lives are different from the majority, only that in their conscious embrace of a fundamental truth, that relationships are transactions and the work involved in creating and maintaining them is a form of labor. It's a surprisingly democratic position, much like work itself. No, there are sociopaths who cannot grasp interpersonal relationships on any level besides creating character in Dungeons and Dragons. Like, ugh. Is that your thought or is that what he's... That's, that's my thought. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm skipping ahead here a little bit because there's like a long actual economic explanation of like some, why relationships are transactional, which of is love. like, oh, the a generation of, of young people are like crushed under the yoke of student debt and it requires two incomes to do basically anything. People can't afford housing. So even if you are married, you're likely to live in a roommate situation with someone else. Um, but let, let's talk about Jacob a little more, uh, my, my favorite guy. Um, Jacob was standing in the stairwell outside an apartment, half naked and holding his clothes, when he first considered dating two people at once. Whoa. My man. A few minutes before, he'd been in a flat of a classmate on his MBA program at the University of North Carolina. She had invited him over to work on a project, then walked out of her bedroom in her underwear. Again, sick fucking brag, Jake. Jacob was startled. His first impulse was to undress too, but then he remembered that in a more sober frame of mind, he'd weighed the pros and cons of cheating and decided against it. Grabbing his clothes, Jacob fled. At that point, Jacob had been dating a woman for two years who lived thousands of miles away. So, like, let's be clear. He was just, like, tired of not getting a physical connection because he was in a um, long-distance relationship. He met Natasha. This is not her real name. And she declined to comment for this article in Israel, where Jacob's parents live, when she was visiting from Russia. Jacob said he knew he was in love when they stayed up one night solving probability problems in their underwear guys remember this guy that is such a nerd my eyes are rolling um, out of my head i yeah i can't like i wish i could verbalize an eye roll his uh, his parents live in israel yeah okay got it um zach you famously uh texted our friend rick uh when you met your wife saying that you were in love um was it because you knew that she could solve probability problems <laughs> Fully clothed. <laughs> uh, yes, I knew that we could solve probability problems in our underwear. Uh, yes, that's the, it. the first thing. The first thing. Owner. <laughs> the first thing I thought of was yes. Can we do math together? Um. So I'm going to skip ahead here a little bit. On Please a recent... do. Please keep skipping ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zach, you have this article pulled up. It is like ten thousand words long. 
it I mean, is... it's it's insane how many like sections of this. I mean, it's it it's 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 definitely a magazine piece for sure. Like this would be taking up several pages in a magazine. On a recent evening in Brooklyn, I met Stephanie, a biologist in the final year of her PhD. She is the woman that Jacob's Goddess spreadsheet advised him to marry. Stephanie is pale and classically beautiful. Though initially shy, she opens up over time. She speaks in careful, grammatically complete sentences while her fingers flick under the table. Fellas, I am boiling here thinking about Stephanie, okay? She, what is she flicking her, what is she flicking under the table? Uh, okay. Her, her, her fingers <laughs> flick each other under the table. Why, why do that? Why is that of note? I, I don't know, man. We're painting a picture of Stephanie here. I'm going to start just flicking my fingers. I'm just going to start flicking my fingers above the table. I don't understand why that's relevant, Jacob. According to Get Jacob's ahead. spreadsheet, Stephanie attained high marks in, quote, can talk at my level about science, rationality, oh and big God. issues. This guy's fucking such a loser. And, quote, unquote, openness. Stephanie had discovered non-monogamy during a prior long-distance relationship. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, Jake uh, really has extolled the virtues of being um, in an open relationship and just, like, loves everybody, man. This is a guy who loves everybody. Um, he loves everybody who loves him back. Who loves him back. Yeah, and he loves everybody him. who loves him as much as he loves himself. Um. She was also darkly funny. When Jacob and Stephanie were matched on OkCupid, she explained the day-to-day -day of her research on fruit flies. Quote, I rip their butts fruit off, flies. squeeze the fat off like a tube of toothpaste, and turn them inside out like a sock. Um, <laughs> still, the final spreadsheet surprised Jacob. He'd expected a woman with whom he had more immediate chemistry to get the top score. What is the point of the spreadsheet? If you're just gonna go with your gut, <laughs> so is his. I, he's he's he reminds me of like one. Of, he reminds me of like Mike McCarthy, right? Who spent his entire off season trying to tell the world about how he was into analytics, and then now he's just very much a gut guy. Is, this is all for show. Make he wants everybody to make him. He wants everybody to think he's smarter than he actually is, which is a good branding thing, I guess. I don't know, but he at the end of the day, he's ultimately just gonna go with his gut. Is he is this realization that he is going through that sometimes just not the person who is the hottest is like the best person to me? <laughs> I, I think that is kind of what he's saying. Like, wow, she can talk wow. about me with she could talk at my level, which is the highest level possible about science, rationality and big issues. Sounds like not Jacob really is that like hot. a sounds like Jacob is like a nerdier Ben Shapiro. She can talk um, at my level. Blah, 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 blah. Why would she debate me? I mean, yeah. Um, uh, um, I don't know. I, I feel like this guy is more sociopathic and psychotic than, like, the character Patrick Bateman. Uh, I don't get the reference. No, I... American yeah, Psycho. American Psycho. Um, I wonder how... I wonder what his business card is like. Is that the end of the article? Is there more? Uh, well, the end of the article, and you need to end the article with a pithy quote. So um, this is from Jacob's blog, where he still writes about, um, you know, all the trim he's getting with his current goddess, Stephanie. Love is still mysterious. Sex is mysterious. I'm just trying to shine a small light in the darkness. Way to Deep. indulge this guy's um, 
self-importance and self-aggrandizement, Alice Hines. Wow. Um, yeah, that guy. That I wonder guy. how he's doing in the pandemic. He's probably doing great. This Yeah, because this is February 20th, 2020. I mean, is it wrong for me to think like, well, I'm glad that he's going to enter into an open relationship so that this person that he is currently hitched to, this Stephanie, can actually feel like an emotional connection to a real person every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) And she can just use him for his like immense wealth. And if she needs help solving a math problem, I don't know if he has immense wealth. He's probably doing okay. Writing uh, software that helps banks comply with regulations. Um, I, I guess probably to have like a more interesting conversation. Although she sounds like a fucking nerd too. Are these nerds just like, is it like old people where like you don't think that they're um, really uh, very active, but they're just like always on top of each other? Um, as a non-nerd, I cannot confirm or deny the horniness of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like the Big Bang Theory was like an extremely successful show about exactly that topic. I was just going to say, we could we could reference 12 seasons of the Big Bang Theory. That's what we should do. That's what we should rewatch as a podcast. No. The Big Bang Theory. Just start from beginning. <laughs> no, no, and then, no. And then there... give our take. Let's do binge mode Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Are there comments on this article? Can you just like forward him a link to the box set series so that he can kind of <laughs> kind of get these Are there comments out? on this article? No. All started with the Big Bang. Oh, we can reuse this content. Hmm. I'm not going to click this link because I don't I don't want to get in the rabbit hole we did with the last shithead we had, the DeKalb elitist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that there was a gun save lives response article to uh, a okay. relationship between the spreadsheets. Okay, good. Who is like going to the Economist for relationship nerds. content? Nerds, nerds, I guess. Yeah, like who? Nerds. Who is listening to the life advice from Ryan Rossillo? Who is listening to that? Um, other people with two DUIs. Exactly, <laughs> like guys working construction on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like your audience is just people exactly like, like a younger version of yourself is basically like baby Bron or old Bron writing to baby Bron is like. Oh, speaking of baby Bron's getting into it in Twitter, with a Chicago connection as well. To the credit of Jacob and uh, Alice Hines. Um, they're probably getting laid more often than people looking to Ryan Rosillo for life advice. <laughs> I mean, to each their own. Shout out to all the meatheads out there and all the nerds out there just trying to just trying to find simple, great love in this weird year. That's that all we're trying to do, man. We're just trying to find love, bro. We're just you trying know? to find. That's what everybody's yeah. trying to do is as, as, as humans, you know, just want that love and connection. Yeah, that person, you know, you could just be vulnerable with. That's what we want, Zach. We want yeah. your life. We want your we life. Want... We want your wife. We want your dog. We're gonna. Hey, come get out of here! Oh, no, sorry, get out sorry. of here. <laughs> well, it's Tennessee. I can stand my ground if you come into my house. Um, this dog no, is protected man, by the Second Amendment. <laughs> just like Hattie running around with a machine gun attached to her back. No, but if that's what people are looking for, man, we're just looking for that connection. We're just looking for that love, you know. We want to tear, we want to bring things up, not tear them down. 
We want to tear down Jacob for being a narcissist. Yeah, we want to tear down Jacob for objectifying women. Yeah, like, quite being, literally, with like, putting yes. numbers to them. Like, and what judging what the cheesemakers. Like, the world... I, I want to know more about that cheesemaker. Yeah. I want to know about more more about the cheesemaker, because that, that that's right up our alley with uh, the Midwest. Yeah, he said he's, he holidayed in her life. I would like an entire summer with yeah. By the way, by the way, by the way, I, I don't... I don't appreciate the economist style of writing. Holidayed, I vacationed. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very British. It. Unpack your bags, stay a while. Yeah, you know. Um, oh, uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, labor, 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 l a b o u r, labor, calor, laboratory. And I bet you, if I read this, I have to say schedule instead of scheduled. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad for the three med students because, like, if you're the cheesemaker or if you're the – what was the other person? I don't know. At least someone with the Yoga unique, instructor. Oh, the yoga instructor. Um, oh, I've, like, I've – yeah. If you're a med student, you're, like, putting in very long oh, hours. Like, the fashion working, designer. Fashion designer. Working on your dissertation, like, defending your PhD. But for Jacob, you're just, like, one of three non-player characters in his, like, heroic-ass life. <laughs> yeah, seriously, they just wasted their time hanging out with him. Like, they, their time is valuable. Like, a date with one of those med students is, like, an hour that they will never get back. They could have spent studying or... Saving was... people's lives or yeah. learning how to save people's lives. And, just... and this Jacob guy is just, like feeding into the corporate machine like oh, oh i wouldn't ask i'm i'm i write software that helps banks comply with regulations and you're, you're a doctor but you can't talk about science or uh you know rationality at, or big issues at my level that's a really good it's a really good point this guy like he probably is i mean his, his ego is overinflated of course right i mean like that's probably yeah. the overstatement of the overstatement of the year but for him to think that he knows enough to like talk about science and to talk about these things that he's probably not an expert in compared to the women that he's dating. Like if he wants to talk to this fucking cheese maker about like, Oh, I had a Brie once that was amazing. And like, if she mentioned something about provolone, he's like, you plebe get out yeah, of here she's like yeah sometimes to unwind from work i go home and i watch the bachelorette and he's like um okay oh. i i read carl sagan when i get home and it's probably not even like anybody interesting he probably just watches like neil degrasse tyson videos on youtube yeah and, and thinks he's an intellectual after yeah. watching those yeah. debates with his friends for hours if a hot just, dog is a sandwich or not yeah, he's, like, really big into the, like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie argument, yeah. which I fucking swear to God, if I keep no, seeing he, that, he I'm going to freak the fuck out. He wouldn't watch Die Hard. He would be like, which Fellini film is my favorite? <laughs> or, like, which silent French film from 1910 to 1915? I think this is, like, part of, partially an issue of our generation. I mean, I, I, I'm sure our parents went through it, too, but, like, I feel like the 20-year-old right now is in this, like constant pursuit of of like making yourself i don't want to say making yourself a better person because we should all be trying to make ourselves a better person right mm -hmm. but it's at the expense of other people right and at the expense of creating meaningful relationships with others where it's like you're you're constantly trying to like search out this betterment like i have you like you said luke when i'm off of work i have to i have to watch you know like ted talks or read you know rich dad poor dad for the 18th fucking time 
where it's like, no, when I'm off work, I want to fucking watch The Bachelor and unwind. Yeah. Or, or like, or like, hey, maybe I work out periodically, but like, I don't need to like constantly be searching this like betterment full, you know, this betterment of, of man or betterment of this. Like, I just kind of want to take a break from things. Exactly. Which is totally fine to do, but like, I feel like there's some people like this dude's probably fucking like insane with the way he's probably trying to like achieve a betterment of man. Well, is it as simple as just boiling this down to it sounds like this guy went to school in North Carolina, was in a long term, long distance relationship and then moved to a big city where there's a lot of people and decided he could date around. This was like revelation in his life. And he that wanted to justify it in his it. own mind. So he's like, oh, actually, this is scientific. And like, I'm uh, I'm evaluating people to be like my potential long term partner. When it's like, like how- just be selfish and like date around a little bit, dude. Like that, if you're open with people about that, like that's not a problem. Like, you don't have to write fucking 10,000 words about it unless you actually feel bad about yourself. Because you're not being honest with people. Or maybe he's just a huge Sex in the City fan and he just wanted to make his own version of it. <laughs> I I mean I guess like those characters at least like had relationships with people. Yeah, like, that's true. I, I guess Carrie Bradshaw Except was transactional Samantha. because like she wrote about it and made money from it. So how much of that show have you watched? I haven't watched any. I've it's on in the background sometimes. Hmm. Maddie watches it. I've probably collectively watched an episode and a half. Okay, I've seen Sex in the City too. The movie. <laughs> yeah. I've listened to a podcast about Sex in the City too. Two, 52 times a, 52 52 times times. a year. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. Shout out Guy what Guy and Tim? Tim Tim and Guy. Tim and Guy. Uh, shit. Well, do we have any more thoughts about Jacob? No. Please let let it end. I'd like, like to I feel like Luke, I feel like we we saw a lot of Jacobs living in Lincoln Park. Like, I feel like there is a Jacob, like, every other door. Um, but maybe I, I, not as much because it's Chicago and we're Midwesterners. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's still, like, a very Midwest. There's such a Big Ten ethos in Lincoln Park that, like. <laughs> as you're podcasting with your Indiana sweatshirt on. Yeah, exactly. And we talk about Indiana the Duke's mailable. Um, <laughs> there's, like, no culture like this in big 10 schools realistically or or in the midwest really like there's always this sense of like i don't know if it's like humility or i don't know like chicago doesn't have as many people like this like psychotic finance guys who like evaluate women on a spreadsheet (laughs) you sure well yeah they probably live in the south loop let's be honest they're not living in lincoln park they're living no they're living in the gold coast yeah living in the south loop they're living in um oh west loop like basically they're living you know a five minute walk from their office or maybe it's because like if i meet somebody like this i'm like i don't want to fucking talk to you (laughs) yeah they're not going to the happy village shout out happy village free advertisement for the happy village yeah shout out happy day ideally yeah. set up for uh the pandemic <laughs> during the summer <laughs> yeah i would say that these people are all over i mean i think they congregate in large cities for obvious reasons but i think my biggest takeaway from this article overall is just that i think it should it's okay for people to date around as long as you're open about that and you don't need to go on a ten thousand word diatribe to kind of dig through all these emotions that you're having about it yeah this is insanely exploitative 
Yeah. So fuck you, Jacob. Sorry you had such an easy life and this is so hard for you. And shout out to anyone in this pandemic trying to find love. Love is love. We love all love. We yeah, love. we love love. We want we just want to build things up instead of tearing them down. Except for Jacob. Fuck you. Yeah, except for <laughs> Jacob. We want to we want to tear down your ranking system. Be honest with people. Don't hide behind your spreadsheet, idiot. It's this is like this is like the nerdier version of Ted Mosby. Yes. Yeah. So like yeah, like this is like if 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 uh if Barney was the main character of How I Met Your Mother instead of Ted. It's like if Ted was a sociopath. Yeah, but, are we sure he wasn't? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, move, moving away from this article, which has made my skin crawl. Thanks, Luke. Great, great call this week. Thank you. Uh, we need to do a quick fact check. Zach sent us the link to the Outback Bowl, and the Outback Bowl this year will be played between your number seven Indiana Hoosiers and the Ole Miss Rebels. Oh, it's on the second. Oh, you got to right? you got to bleep that out. You can't oh, say sorry. you can't say sorry. the R word. <laughs> the, the, oh, the, the Black oh, Bears. Oh, oh. What is their the Ole Miss? Uh, no, I, I, don't, a, I don't even know. It's a dog. Know. It's like uh, uh, the land, the land sharks. They always do this. They always do fins up, land oh, or sharks or whatever. Sharks. There's a bunch of Jimmy Buffett fans in Ole Miss. <laughs> I am a big um, fan of the Outback Bowl because it uh, a free appetizers on the line, obviously. But because the out the um, the my preferred appetizer is always represented by the Big Ten, so it's kind of a dual purpose for me. I get to support Big Ten, I get to support the Outback Bowl, and I get to support the Bloomin' Onion. Maybe one of the top five appetizers in commercial restaurants. I, I, this is actually a question for you, Toilet. So you've actually had a Bloomin' Onion. You're goddamn right. Probably yeah, in my I life, like close to ten. I've never had one, and oh. I think the thought of it just like makes me want to like like chili out my butt. Okay, tell me, tell me your thoughts. Let's get, let's work through them. I it just I know it's like first of all I know it's like eight thousand calories. Sure. First of like, all, it's yes, an entire it's going weekend. To your stomach. It's an entire weekend's worth of food. I, yes. I, it, now is the onion is the onion peel still inside? Like, is it deep fried? So it's like they take like they will uh, like take everything off the onion so it's it's ready to go. And they've got some kind of device that stabs it right through the heart, <laughs> but also like flowers it out. So it's like all these little petals are like perfectly positioned around. And yes, you've got that weird, juicy, oily stump all the way at the bottom. Mm -hmm. But by that point, you're ready to pee out your butt and you don't want to eat it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Eat that part. Is it just like super salty? Is that it? No, not super salty. The dipping sauce is good. Dipping I'm sure the, the dipping sauce is probably elite. I'm sure that's why yeah. everybody just gets it as a vehicle to eat the dipping sauce. Correct. And it's oh. just very, like, it's so oily, it's like watery. It's like very, very oily. Okay. Yeah. And it, it will give you diarrhea, but you're resigning yourself to that fact when you order it. Like, it's a you're going in there. It's a trade-off. It. It's a trade-off, yeah. exactly. It is okay. somehow infinitely better than an onion ring. I don't know why the petals are just better, but it's just better. So um, is it? would you say it's better or worse than – doesn't Chili's have one too? Ooh. Doesn't Chili's have a blooming onion? Uh, no. Bennigan's had one that was like a bale <laughs> of hay. <laughs> Or the, would like, just be a blooming potato. <laughs> it's just French fries and, yeah, and, and like an onion. Oh, that's really good. A blooming potato would be good. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Could you could you imagine though if you were like the supplier to Outback of like the machinery that makes like the blooming onion that's just like the pre- the drill press slap attachment? Chop. It's just slap chop. <laughs> slap chop. Halfway slap chop. <laughs> it's just yeah, this you just one guy in there who's just operating a drill press in the uh <laughs> like making license in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, we got ten more blooming onions coming right up. <sighs> I will stand on the table for uh, Outback Steakhouse, no free ads, but to get an entire comprehensive steak meal with all of the accoutrement and sides that you desire with a steak meal for like $20, you really cannot oh. eat the Outback Steakhouse. It's it's elite. It's elite. But I, I think I would probably, if given my choice, I'd go to Texas Roadhouse because of the bread. Fair Texas enough. Ro- yeah. I mean, shout out to the Midwest, you know, the Outback, you know. <laughs> Australia international. You know, the Australian outback is definitely the same as the American Midwest. Yeah, you know, for sure. It's barren wasteland. <laughs> Actually, the Australian outback is probably closer to Texas. Texas, yeah, uh, yeah. damn. Probably more like the El Paso area, right? Like, like cattle ranching yeah. and Panhandle, Texas. And Panhandle. Ted Turner probably owns half of it. <laughs> I think our friend I think our friend Chewy owns some land out in West Texas. Huh. I think he did that so that he could get in state tuition at the <laughs> University of Texas. We dis we disavow. Does he own like a three foot by three foot plot of land on someone's like massive acreage? Yeah, and I think he probably gets like a like a like a real estate tax bill delivered there. And that yeah. counts as residency. Yeah. He <laughs> put like a lawn chair there and fire his gun <laughs> off into the ground like Yosemite <laughs> Sam. That's that's a declaration of property in Texas. It's like instead God. of planting your flag, you just shoot your gun into the ground, right into the dirt. Wouldn't it be sick if your three foot by three foot plot of land was like the one where the oil well was, oh. <laughs> and you Beverly Hillbillies your way into like this oil right, millionaire dumb? Matt just turns into Daniel Day Lewis from There Will Be Blood. <laughs> I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Oh shit! How far down do you own, like Ooh. the earth, if you Ooh. have property? I think you own all the way down to the to the core, right? Hmm. Well, and then you technically own you own your air. I think do you own your air rights too? Does it? No. It probably varies by state. Does it eventually have to funnel down since the earth? I mean, according to some scientists, the earth is round, so you kind of have to funnel <laughs> it down to the core. So it's kind of. Like triangular shaped instead of here that's a, that's at the, a really, here good, at a really good podcast. Point. We know wanna, that the world is carried by a giant turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I want to own my cone toilet yeah. of land. Own right? my cone. Own my cone. So does that mean? But if you own your air rights, does that mean your air rights have to? Do your air rights extend straight up then? So you no, like you don't cone? own. You don't have air rights. Well, that if you have a tree on your property and then the tree I, over your neighbor's property line, you get to cut that stuff down. Yeah, well, I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm actually thinking about talking to the school because they have land on the other side of our fence line, and all the trees are leaning over, and they're never maintained. So, like, I'm just looking at like 40 branches that are about to take down the entire fence line. Yeah, if it hangs over your property line, you're allowed to cut it down. Um, I only thing I know to it involves with water is riparian rights, and that's just from Ozark mm, season yeah. three, two. Mm. Hmm. Riparian rights. I don't know. And this is the boys talk property rights. It all comes <laughs> back to the Batemans. Um, 
I got a podcast segment here that I don't know how to segue, so I'm just going to ask the question. Do you guys ever sneeze and you have a, like, a, a sharp pain in your taint? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you brought this up. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? This doesn't happen to you, Zach? No. Okay. I think that means that we have a hernia. Oh, no. Does it really? <laughs> I'm going to no, Google it right it, This now. is a sports podcast, so you guys have sports hernias. It doesn't hurt every... Do- doctor, I am a sports podcaster, so this isn't a regular hernia. <laughs> this is a sports athlete. hernia. Oh, the, the technical term is the perineum, because I remember <laughs> there's a... No. I don't know if the podcast was around when we were talking about perineum sunning. <laughs> yes. <'Cause it's, laughs> that was a while ago, man. There was a part... The, the, the taint is the part of your body that never sees the sun, obviously, like where the sun <laughs> don't shine, literally. So if you expose it to vitamin D by basically like turning yourself into a tripod with your head and both your feet pointed towards the sun, <laughs> you can get like a, a lot of vitamin D to your taint butt region, and that's really good for you. Luke, you're and- not... This is the yeah. boys. This is the boys talk about uh, spiritual healing. It's your uh, yoni. That's okay. the uh, chakra that lives in your uh, pelvic floor. I'm dead serious. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's the perineum necessarily that's like causing that. I think it's like your Kegel muscles or your pelvic floor or whatever. And like, there's different types of hernias. A sports hernia is when it falls into, you know, your the scrote. Uh, and this is just like a tear in the muscle wall. Wait, isn't that, isn't a hernia when you're, is it when your intestines, intestines come through are, your muscle wall? <gasps> How does that happen? Tearing the muscle. Same as like tearing Wait, the bicep. But how can, you, how can you tear, how can you tear your scrotes if those aren't muscles? It's the muscles that, your Kegels. Your pelvic floor. My pelvic floor. Yeah, okay. there are muscles that that are keeping everything in too. Oh wow! In That's your hips. Scary. Okay, how do I uh, stretch those? <clears throat> like, I don't want to get shin splints on my it's, pelvic. It's Kegels, dude. Um, yeah. So are you saying there's no cure? I mean, it's like a quick stitch job. If you well, have I've, I've I've seen they have, have, have like the meshing that they used to put in with people and like that's of course like of course led to lawsuits like shocker this this uh, mesh that we're foreign material we're gonna put inside of your body <laughs> twenty years later leads to infection oh who would have thought all right we're uh, gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back to All right, and welcome back to the John. All right, welcome back to the John. We are uh, podcasting alone right now, and I'm going to do a segment by myself. So, uh, did I ever tell you about how the uh, Chicago Bears are kind of like your third wife? You know, she kind of comes back and forth. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to do my best, Colin Coward. You're on, you're on mute, Luke. I know. I was going to let you uh, coward it up. <laughs> Oh, that tea is good. I bought a, I bought a uh, hundred pack of uh, 
Twinnings English breakfast. Nice. The most elite, the most elite tea, in my opinion. Mm. The most elite everyday tea. Yorkshire. The, which one's Yorkshire? Uh, it's I forget the brand. It's just called Yorkshire Gold. It's um, really strong. Okay, it's really strong. You know, I I I tried to get myself to like PG Tips. Mm-hmm. I just don't I just don't like it as much as uh, I just don't like it as much as Twinnings. I think PG Tips is like a little bit more intense. Yeah, I mean, I like really strong tea. How long do you steep? Till I finish it. I don't take it out really ever. Because I drink man. it like relatively quickly. You're a madman. <laughs> thank you, Maddie. Yes, thank you. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. That's exactly what I do. With you. Two minutes. But you, you're you're a you're a kettle. You're a kettle boy, or you're a tea ke- teapot boy. Yeah, we have the uh, electric kettle, which no, 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 I'm not talking about. It. I the electric kettle is elite. Um, I've basically been able to boil water because I still have like if you leave the remnants of some hot water in there when you want to boil it again, it takes like yeah, like like a quarter of the time. Um, but no, I'm saying you used to like to put your hot tea into your and like into your oh, teapot. Yeah. I did and that put the it on day. the table <laughs> as you're watching soccer. Oh, you want to talk about the Arsenal? result oh, they they suck dude i mean they've gotten two wins in a row great but they have been awful they're not gonna get relegated are they no they're not gonna get relegated would There's that be like the craziest would that be the craziest relegation has there ever been like a like a off year where like man united gets relegated or something they came close several years ago they finished like 15th i think that was the moy one of the moyes years is after ferguson so Alex, Sir Alex, Sir Alex put the Ferguson, res- put the respect on his name, Sir Alex Ferguson, Sir. Uh, sp- speaking of uh, people with unnecessary titles, um, the Coach Saban tweet. Did you see that? <laughs> no. Oh, are you talking about the guy who said he like played or sat next to Saban? Or, or they, no, wait, never mind. Sorry, you go. There, there was like a press pool before the Alabama game, and like one of the local journalists called nick saban nick and this guy like took significant umbrage with it it was like that's coach saban to you and of course it was like some dipshit local tv white guy like putting down a woman for calling somebody who she interviews and like interacts with nearly every day by his first name it's like fucking football coaches like for fuck's sake i know i'm glad toilet's not listening to this right now but like they don't need to be addressed with reverence, with so much reverence. And uh, of course, like all the comments on the tweet are of guys in sunglasses taking selfies in their cars, being like, this is like the breakdown of society and a signal of the lack of respect in the United States. Oh, somebody won't call here. Nick Saban, who is not their coach by coach, which isn't even a title. It's a fucking profession. Mr. Teacher Toilet, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> like, it would be... Are you guys talking about like, that stupid Nick Saban tweet? Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. We're talking about the stupid Nick Saban tweet. But I'm like, I, I mean, if you were... It's... It'd be like I, if you insisted on us using CPA after we addressed <laughs> you. Well, on the wedding invitations, I would like Zach Johnson come a CPA. But that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Worked pretty hard for those letters. Um, 
No, my like, like my dad's got an insane long title. Like he's a doc. He's a he's a uh, doctor. Uh, the Reverend. No, he's actually. I think he's a couple years away from getting very in front of it. But he's like the uh, can- the right Reverend, honorable, <laughs> the Re- Reverend Doctor Cannon or something like that. Because he's also been canonized. Shout out! Wow. Shout, Shout out, out, Uncle Al. Is that where they shoot you out of a cannon? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great Simpsons joke. Um, no, but I, we the our church did a lot of work to help um, to help a South Sudanese. Uh, the South Sudanese Christians, like this is before the South Sudan split from Darfur, split from Sudan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it was Darfur. I think it was in a different region, but yeah, they helped, uh, they, they, our church did a lot of work. And so then, uh, they canonized him. Sick. Sick. But yeah, I would say like, if someone was so it, formally, I it, like coaches, like, like, for fucking for fuck's sake they're football coaches like like why are why are we so reverential it was like it if was someone like called a, a, someone called naggy matt like hey matt like a question for you on the zoom call hey uh you know luke with the uh luke with the chicago tribune hey matt um you know can you describe what happened coach in the third naggy to that's you. coach naggy to you like <laughs> um yeah, I, I have like a feeling in my heart that it was like manufactured outrage because of the Dr. Jill Biden oh, thing yeah. that happened last week. Because like another, in professional another dick setting, cheese she, we should talk about that guy, whatever. Oh yeah, the Washington or not Washington, uh, Wall, the Wall Street, Street Journal. Journal op-ed section, just full of fucking bangers all the time. I don't get the reference. What happened? Oh, so this guy was critical of Jill, Doctor Jill Biden, for using the the um the term doctor because he did not believe her doctorate merited being able to use the term doctor. Is it an educational so, doctorate? Yeah, she has an educational doctorate, and he said that basically the argument like if you can't save my life, you're not a real doctor. Got no, so you the should argument dro- was you should, dro- you should drop the well. That's what it boiled down to. Like that's the. The, the abridged version. I know the specific quote. It is, um, a wise man once said, if you haven't delivered a baby, you aren't a doctor. Mm. So congratulations to the only doctors in the world, obstetricians and cab drivers. <laughs> and, a lot of cab drivers were <laughs> A lot of, uh, what are they, Dumas? Doulas. Doulas. Uh, the Duma is uh, a uh, is in uh, Soviet Russia. There Hand you up. go. Sorry. A lot of mid, a lot of midwife doctors. I mean, I, to an extent, I get like the the general point of like we need to like uh, the the idea that like people who do medical as a professional like those people should be like a little bit more reverential. Like we should like, hey, like you help save people. Like that's very noble. Like that is important. Like that I do agree with. But we just need to come up with some other kind of cool name for people who achieve a high level of education and knowledge and experience oh how about a word like that's uh based in latin for teacher uh what am i thinking of oh doctor <laughs> that's literally what it means <laughs> so we need something for medical professionals okay okay hero okay okay uh, <laughs> yes captain marvel your majesty lady uh, uh <laughs> my doctor my lady mrs 
You get the the M apostrophe before my doctor. My doctor. <laughs> the M stands for medical. Yes, <laughs> perfect. We figured it out. Like a school doctor would be a doctor. Yes, the S perfect. stands for school. Is there a is there a my doctor on this? Planet? Perfect. We figured it out. We did it, guys. Shout out to us. Um, speaking you of hear that, Zach, they're not asking for an accountant. <laughs> Although there are, a, well, I guess a, an accounting doctor, it would be a doctor. A doctor. Can you get one of those? Oh, yeah, sure. I had plenty of uh, professors who were doctorates in, in uh, uh, accounting. I don't really know what you do your PhD on. Like, oh, I'm going to do my PhD on uh, mathematics. Uh, depreci- you know, just uh, 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 the uh, racehorse depreciation. Uh, <laughs> accelerated depreciation versus uh, double declining balance or straight line. I don't I don't know. You know, oh, I'm yeah, going to research research. Uh, I'm going to research uh, operating versus uh, capital leases or I don't I don't know. Yeah, because it's all just rules. The rules are ordained. You come up with new rules. Like, hey, how about we try out this new rule? No. Okay. Well, we tried. (laughs) Sarbanes is dead. So no more rules. Be careful if you put a doctor in your LinkedIn profile or Jacob might slide into those DMs and see if you want to discuss maths. (laughs) I don't know if I'm on his plane. Love is a capricious whirlwind or whatever he said. Yikes. Love is a mystery. Sex is a mystery. Just trying to shed some light on the two. Ugh. Wow, man. Deep. Deep. Um, Luke, Deep. I did look it up. I think we both have a sports hernia, so should we we should go to our doctors. Oh, oh yes. Could, you, could, you, could we bring could we bring the uh, podcast there, too? Yeah, I'll <laughs> get boys. my doctor on record on how he feels about doctors. <laughs> Perfect. Madoc. We have an idea, Excuse Doc. Me. Listen up. <laughs> we have an idea, Madoc. We have to, we have to practice what we preach. Madoc. <laughs> Um, since it is uh, the middle of the week and we're getting ready for a very, very exciting Week 17 showdown between the Bears and the Packers, should we talk a little footy? Let's let's get our hackles up. Let's do it. Come on. All right. So I was watching uh, the game this past week against the Jags, and um, me and the person I was watching, the person I was watching with, and I were making fun of Mike Lennon as one does, um, and they brought up the actor Jeremy Howard. Do you know who this person is? Does he look like Mike Glennon? He looks like Mike Glennon only in one specific way. Go ahead and look him up. Who is it? Who is this again? Who is this again? Jeremy Howard. She's like, oh, he kind of looks like Jeremy Howard. Australian (laughs) entrepreneur? No, he's an actor. (laughs) I think I know which one is the Jeremy Howard she's talking about. Like, you know, you know the... (laughs) This dude's neck. (laughs) This... The caricature artist who like picks the one feature of your body and like exfoliates it like to the nth degree. That's Mike Glennon. In his neck. <laughs> yeah, like this Mike guy Glennon, has a neck. This guy has a neck, my dude. Like this guy walks into a, like a tailor, <laughs> and the tailor is like, "Stop! I must, I must make clothes for you. I must measure you." Colangelo is so jealous of this guy's neck. This can't be real. This guy can't be real. It's good, good joke, toilet. How is wait, this guy wait, not wait, 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 wait. What's so funny is a couple of the pictures are are at are him at like a teenage mutant ninja, Tur- ninja turtles event. Guy looks like he's got a turtleneck. He is literally a turtle neck. Oh my god, dude! Are he these looks- real? 
It looks like somebody took like David Byrne and <laughs> made him like 50 pounds lighter and then stretched, like drew and quartered him, but only got halfway done with it. Reminds me of the Gabe Lewis from The Office. Like his like workout regimen is lengthen, elongate, <laughs> like, whatever it takes to be like a longer, ganglier, creepier looking dude. <laughs> uh, shit. So that was my thought number one. And then my thought number two was, is it weird that there's like four teams that have a very real chance of being in the playoffs that have started and won games with two different quarterbacks? Uh, no, um, not, not necessarily. Who, are, like who we, are they? Who are they? Who are they? Good question. You got the Saints. Yes, we oh, do. Okay. Yeah, you've we got did. the Bears. Eh, we're not there yet. Well, you've got the Finns. Yes, you do. And you've okay. got the Deadskins. All those the, teams the have teamsters. won. The Teamsters. Well, I'll, I'll All those teams up. have won different games with different starting quarterbacks and are real playoff teams. Well, I also think that the Brown, like that, uh, um, oh, who is it? Jarvis Landry has thrown enough touchdown passes on the Browns <laughs> to actually be considered a starting quarterback too. That, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Wait, didn't Baker Baker set out a game? Didn't he? Um, for COVID. I don't know. Did they, they didn't they, win, I don't think. If he did. Did they uh, actually, like... Ravens? Did, did RG3 uh, win that game? Uh, oh, um, no, they lost. But I'm talking, like, like real games. Like, like Drew Brees sat out a number of games. The Bears had two different quarterbacks, pretty much both for, like, half the season. The Deadskins have had multiple starting quarterbacks. The Finns oscillate between <laughs> Tua and... Fitzpatrick on a, almost like a week to week basis. Like there's it's four like they're teams they're playing matchups with their quarterbacks. Yeah. And like you normally it's like bad teams. Like the Eagles have been doing it with Jalen Hurts and like the Bengals have been doing it since Joe Burrow got hurt. Like bad teams are doing that out of necessity. And like the Patriots for whatever reason played Stidham last night to see him suck out loud on uh Monday night football. But these are actually good teams that are doing it like the Bears did it for whatever reason they did it. Like the the Dolphins are probably the best example. It's not out of like injury. It's out of like I don't know. Like you said, like this guy gives us a better chance this week. Yeah, playing yeah. the matchups like yeah. fantasy football. It's kind of cool. Like I like a two quarterback kind of thing. Like too bad the Bears have like two like Nick Foles, pocket passer, Mitch Trubisky, more mobile. Like that would be kind of cool if like you had two different like you know, competent people. Toilet, toilet. Are you blaspheming NFL dogma right now? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, you're blaspheming it. Who because, gets you know, the reps they say the if, you have, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't really have one. And we know that that's been a thing forever. Well, no one's you, ever challenged it. Do you think that at, at some point, like, the NFL gets broken to a point where maybe you do have two different, like, two very unique different kinds of quarterbacks, <laughs> not just, like, two quarterbacks of almost the same ilk? Like the RG three Lamar Jackson, not saying is, those guys are. Exactly is this like similar. the rivals thing where they've started to break down positions beyond just like D line, and it's like strong Athlete. side defensive end and ath versus PP, ATH. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like RG three and Lamar Jackson are both like mobile guys who can run a little bit. They do the option well. Like Nick Foles is more of a pocket guy. That's not really Mitch's thing. He like holds onto the ball too long. Like maybe that's the way we're going. Like Cam and Stidham. Ew. I mean, Cam has run for 12 rushing touchdowns this year, so yeah, maybe a, a rushing guy in a the more The best guy. Patriots quarterback of all time. I think his TD interception... Matt Castle. 
five touchdown passes and like seven or like ten picks. It's hilarious. Sick. <laughs> um, or like Bortles and uh, uh, more mobile quarterback. I don't know like, who's got a rocket arm, but is a statue. Mike Lennon. Rocket yeah. arm, but a statue. Um, Jared Goff. No, I'm just kidding. Ben Roethlisberger a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. This Bill Ben Roethlisberger always. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm starting to get that hernia pain in my taint again. I think I got it. Oh pick. my gosh. Toilet, you're right. What? Cam is five touchdowns to ten interceptions this year. So funny. I also think it's uh, we're to, just go on, to go off to, to go on to go on your toilet's point, taking Luke. a break. Just apropos of nothing. It's like I'm getting up and going. Yeah, well, I mean, when you got to go, you got to go. Um, mm. But we can we can we can riff for a second. I think one of the new stats that I love in uh, especially you see it in college football more than you see it in pro football. But is touchdowns touchdowns responsible for? So it's like a way to combine. Like, yeah, yeah. we understand that this quarterback can throw and he can run. So like, mm-hmm. his touchdowns responsible for is just like a combination of the two. It's like when you kind of find out that like OBP is just uh, what is it on base plus slugging percentage, and you're like, oh, that's really OPS. it. OPS, sorry, OPS is OBP plus slugging percentage, and people are like, oh, the OBP is just like this sacrosanct number and you're like no it's just really a combination of just two stats that have been around for forever like slugging percentage and on base percentage have been stats since way before the analytical um right now now you can get sabermetric like out your ass once you start adding more things into that and it's like ob ops plus or whatever yeah, yeah ops plus which accounts for the home stadium you play in Exactly. So that's where you start getting like real sabermetrics in there. It's like all of a sudden, like when Kyle Schwarber goes to play for the Reds this uh, this season, and he's like hitting into a porch that's like two hundred and ninety five feet in right, left exactly. in, in right in right field, and you're like, oh, he has an OPS plus of two seventy eight, like the greatest of all time. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that if we're taking a look at touchdowns responsible for, wouldn't you say that the offensive line just is responsible for all of them? Yeah, shout that's out. our that's our O line stat. <laughs> this is how many touchdowns we're responsible for. That and pancakes, baby. That and pancakes. Well, speaking of O line, I've loved this Sam Mustafer kid. He's awesome. Mustafer Jones. Center. Mustafer, Mustafer Jones. <laughs> Gosh, that, too bad. Too bad if we had if we had fans in the stadium, you know that that would have been a sign. Yeah, I, I mean, we're going next year, and we're making it, Mister M- Mustaferopheles. <laughs> there you go. Well, how many more cats can we uh, work into the Bears? Something with Rum Tum Tugger. Come on. <laughs> um. Rum. 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 Rum Tug Robinson. Nope, that's, <laughs> that's, that's my porno name. <laughs> yeah. Well, people. Oh, here comes toilet. That was the quickest poo in the world. My God. No wonder I'm, you have a hernia, man. Yeah, my schedule's all off. You know, the coffee just it, it does. It's not like a slow like like the lobster in the bucket. It doesn't realize it's boiling. It's like you drop the lobster in, and it freaks out because you know that. The coffee's hitting the colon or at the perfect time. So, yeah, I did yeah. rush it a little bit because I want to get back to these hot topics. 
Well, we're kind of out of topics. <laughs> we should bring back the weird old person name for children. We're the next generation. Zach, you're the closest of any of us. You should name your kid something like very old-timey. Like, uh, Honus. Like, yeah. <laughs> Honus, Honus Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> like Gertrude for a girl. Yeah, yeah. Honus Johnson kind of sounds like on this Johnson, so I, I wouldn't go for that. Ooh, <laughs> Honus. on this Johnson? Yes. Or like name him something so we do like H.W. Johnson or something or like yes. W.B. Johnson. Yes. In, in, in. Sold. Um, all right, weekend preview. What do you guys think? Bears are favored, aren't they? No, they're not no. favored. God, no. What's the spread this week? Uh, it's like Packers minus four or minus five. It's probably been bet down. I'm sure people are taking the Bears uh, on it. Wow, this is a perfect opportunity to take the Packers because they're going to play. Yeah, they're they're going to play, play for the bye. Yeah, they're going to play for the bye. They're going to play hard. I mean, Rodgers, we know this. Rodgers is so petty that he yeah. loves nothing more than just destroying souls. He does. Weren't we in this identical situation? This isn't this the uh, the impetus Fifth of the time in the past no. six years. No, 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 no. This is it's it's different because in two thousand we were talking about the Chris Conti game. We're gonna yep. all right, boys. Uh, Twenty thirteen. Safe safe circle. Safe circle. Yep. Um, both teams need either team needed to win to get into the playoffs. If you remember, uh, the Packers were eight seven and one. Uh, the Bears were eight and eight. So that's why the Packers got in over the Bears. But now one team is in, the other team needs – oh, this is the same toilet as 2010 when the Bears lost to the Packers 10-3 to and the Packers got into the playoffs and then beat the Bears in the NFC Championship. Well, now I'm sad. I'm having a hard time getting my hackles up for this game. Okay, so – What? Oh, wow. It's actually going in the other direction, Luke. It's Bears plus five. Yeah. So – People are taking the pack. Um, Jared Goff is not playing. Right. Does it really it, matter that does it really matter though? I mean, he's been playing pretty poorly. You're right. That's true. But I mean, are we sure it's that big of a deal? I mean, they did sign our, our sweet prince, Blake Bortles. Did they really? Is he playing? Yeah. I don't know if he's gonna play, but hmm. their other um, guy is like some backup quarterback from like Wake Forest or something. Um well, what do we need to happen for us? To make the playoffs, there's an the Rams, Excel spreadsheet I can send you because it gets Ram, complicated. Okay, yeah, that the Rams like where all the seeding, where the Bears could end up too, because so they we, end up out. We need the, the Rams to win. So if the Rams win, then we're in no matter what. Yeah, okay. win or lose, we're in. Um, okay. If the Cardinals win, we have to win. That's it. Okay. So that's what they mean. When the Bears are in control of their own destiny. It's like if you win, you're in. Win, like, you're does, in. It doesn't matter what. It uh, doesn't matter what else happens. Or become but, a Rams fan. <laughs> Or become a Rams fan. But I don't really know what happens because I think if the Bears win and the Cardinals win, I want to say the Cardinals get in over St. Louis. They're a higher seed. St. Louis. The Bears. Oh, Louis. awesome nag. Awesome nag. Oh, sorry. Well, sorry, the Chicago Cardinals. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the Bears would then be the sixth seed. And it depends then, on what happens in the Saints Panthers game. Oh, okay, maybe that's it. Okay, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, there's a there's a road where the Bears can actually get the sixth seed. You they know can end what? Up six, seven, or eight. What sucks or out? What really sucks? Yeah, that'd be eight. Is that Matt Patricia couldn't have held on to his fucking job for one yeah. more week? Because <laughs> yeah, the yeah. only reason we lost to that fucking Lions team I, is because they got rid of Matt Patricia. That's I, the I, only reason we lost that game. 
you could I, I got into the what ifs, but you could also argue like they really should never have beaten the Buccaneers. Like they should not have won that game at all. So like, yeah, for every one of the Lions you could look and say there's the 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 Bucks game that they won, they probably shouldn't have won that game. Yeah, what do you guys feel about all those Chicago sports radio talk people? This is the the boys do their best Bill Simmons impression. Like if Mitch had played all year and or maybe like he got oh. benched in that uh he got benched in that Falcons game. I mean, which was weird because he only threw one pick and he was actually playing okay, but the team was not playing well. What do you guys think? Yeah, shout out the defense actually was getting carved up in the yeah, beginning, but we'll we'll forget about that. Um yeah. I think I think he probably accounts for one more win. I think it accelerates the introduction of the laser show, which has like found its way around to being like effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I think he I think he actually I think they I actually think they win that New Orleans game. Yeah, if Mitch was... is the quarterback, I because they the, like the Bears had stymied New Orleans and they had no shot. I mean, like Breeze was dinking Duncan all the way down, and I actually think they would have won. They would have won that game. They probably would have lost the the Falcons game. Like he was trending towards a really bad game, and then they bring Nick in, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we can actually have somebody who can pick apart a super shitty secondary with like actual passes downfield. So like that's why they won that game. But I think in the long run, I think if they had Mitch, they probably are looking at like a ten and six season and like comfortably in the playoffs right now. All right, are you guys ready to hear where the DVD starts for the Bears Super Bowl? Yes. Go, <laughs> go, 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 right. go. <clears throat> so uh, they they start with that Saints-Bears overtime loss. Like, wow, the season was going so well. They had this game in hand at home, and it's a crushing defeat. And then, you know, Bears go on that six-game slide, whatever. Bears sneak into the playoffs last second. No one assumes these unassuming Bears who kind of turn on the offense towards the end of the year against these horrible defenses. No one thinks they're actually going to do anything in the playoffs. Well, the Bears' first-round opponent as the number seven seed sneaking into the playoffs is the New Orleans Saints. Boom! Game number one going into the Superdome is the return of... Zach Miller game. Oh my god. Oh my god. On the sideline for the Bears, looking <laughs> around, waving a towel with his yes. cool haircut is Zach Miller firing up the squad. In that bullshit turnover, he caught a touchdown and then kind of like fumbled it out the end of the end zone and like screwed his leg up forever. And it should have been a touchdown. We should have beat the Saints that year. Whatever, who cares? But that's the start of the DVD, boys. Bears Saints. Then we go on the I, run. I love it. I love this. I love this. Um, yeah, you you definitely have to bring Zach back. I can see like little Mo Bamba being played and him waving the towel, jumping yes. up and down on the bad leg too. And yes. he's like, actually, like I could probably go in and get a couple of snaps if if you need yeah, me, coach. Yeah, yeah. You need another tight end? Oh, we haven't heard enough of those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so boys. you know you don't you don't think you don't think it actually starts in Atlanta when Mitch gets benched? Well, I was just kind of going on the Bears Saints things, but yeah, okay. that's probably oh, there you go. Where... I, hey, you know, I that's why you get paid the big bucks and I am here as a plebe. There are no plebes. This is a room with three alpha males with but, such dominant highbrow comedy. You guys are all talking at my conversation level. <laughs> We're all at our level, but uh before you before you take us out, Luke, we got to get predictions so that we can we can yeah. reference these in next week's episode when we're like super sad. So we're going to go uh, toilet. You go first. All right. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers wants to rip our hearts out. So if I'm thinking of this game logically, he wants to kill us. Their offense looks very strong. Our defense yep. has kind of looked a little shaky at points. Maybe it's they're been little, better. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been, been better. better. It's been better. Um, Akeem Hicks is playing. I think that kind of neutralizes the run. This team doesn't want to run the ball anyway. They want to pass. And we've played that bend, don't break lifestyle for so long. I can see them completing short pass after short pass. Eventually, Aaron Rodgers wants to air it out and take that big play action shot down the field. So if we can defend those, keep them to that dink and dunk style, um, keep them to like a modest 24 to 27 points. We need Mitch to make a few plays. Aaron Rodgers does not throw pick sixes. He got both of those out in that Buccaneers game this year. It's just not going to yeah. happen. We're not going to make him make a huge, dumb, stupid mistake where he like takes a fumble sack or something like that. Like it's just not going to happen. So you need Mitch to play very competent football. We need Monty to be the league's fifth leading rusher in the NFL this year. We need Alex Bars and our boy Effetti. I got Bars. Mustafer Jones. Mustafer Jones. Jones. And closet racist, apparently, Cody Whitehair to flatten the shit (laughs) out of this Packers defense, control the ball, limit the opportunities for the Packers to get the ball. I still don't think we fall short. It's like 21-27. Okay, that's that's good. But the Rams win, we sneak into the seventh seed, baby. Hell yeah! <laughs> I, I, honestly, I honestly think that's what happens: is that we lose the game, we we lose the game, and then the the uh, Cardinals end up losing as well. We lose the game, we don't cover, but we still make the playoffs. You know what? You know, um, okay, that, that so gets Twilight. another year because of the COVID seven seed. Congrats, um, guys! We're winning. This is what <laughs> winning looks like. <laughs> okay, boys. So Sunday looks like it's going to be a nice day in Chicago. Cold mm. on the lakefront, but mm. it looks like it'll be a nice day. Mm. You know, it's getting late in the season, and we know that there's one opponent that the Green Bay Packers, they can never plan for. It doesn't matter how much Chris Collinsworth talks up Devontae Adams in his shoes. I'm talking about the Soldier Field turf, baby. Oh. That's going to be that is going to be my champion of the week, and that's the reason oh. the Bears are going it's, to it's win. It's going to be soaking wet too. We got a really nice wet snow today, and yeah. we're going and we're going. The Bears are going to win. Chicago oh, 24-21. Take the Bears plus the five. Take the Bears on the money line. Trailer Hitch Mitch is going to drag us into the playoffs. Let's go. I like that none of us are brave enough to predict the Scorigami game. We're going with very 1990s scores. <laughs> 62 <laughs> to 54. <laughs> Bears winning a shootout. <laughs> 24-21 would have been like a would have been a shootout in 1990s NFL. <laughs> We're going with Big no. Ten, Big Twelve Championship game, uh, eighty-eight to seventy-one. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of last night, I think that Texas game was like twenty-four to ten midway through the third quarter, and I looked at the final score, and it ended up being like fifty-five to th- like thirty-two. Yeah, things started to get out of hand a little bit. Okay, Luke, Luke you didn't give us your per- you didn't give us yours. Yeah. So I toilet is going with um, Akeem Hicks as the as the most valuable bear i'm going to go with the soldier field turf as the most valuable bear who are you going with i'm gonna go with uh cairo santos the bears lose 42 to 9 <laughs> <laughs> behind three field pat, goals pat o'donnell after punting <laughs> 16 times in a game 
But the Bears still make the playoffs because the Rams get in. And as Bears fans, we uh, lose <laughs> because we get Matt Nagy for another year. Uh, I don't know, guys. I, I'm not ready to, to bridge the Brian Pace, Matt Nagy, Mitchell Trubisky kill fuck mary situation i think we got time for that but guys that's that's we need we need nine months of off-season talk so you, yeah. let's let's save that We're for a couple out more of weeks we still here. we still have actual football to talk about true we did a good job talking about the nba though today did we, we actually ever like wrap a bow on any of our nba talk no uh luke no. you got a talking point here can anyone beat the magic it's kind of funny that uh Marco they're doing Fultz this again well what Th- that the magic always do this where they start off the season like ten and zero, and then finish twenty nine and yep. whatever. It's like the Mariners from two years ago. It started like eleven and one and won sixty two games. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think two of those games were played in Japan. If I remember correctly. Have you watched any Magic games? Is Marco Fultz actually Wait, being the Magic are playing in Japan? No. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> um, I haven't watched. I just looked up NBA standings, and they're the only four and O team left. Oh. And it looks like they're getting pretty even um, stats out of Fultz, Vucevic, Gordon, and uh, Fultz. Fultz. Um, I saw a lot of people getting hyped about the Cavaliers. I think that team is going to suck. So I think that the the glass slipper is about to fall off that team. The only undef- uh, the only winless teams in the East are the Raptors, the Pistons, and Zach's Washington Wizards. <laughs> Don't let us get hot, baby. So I've been and saying the, and the Rockets are 0 2. Like there are teams that have already played like five games and the Rockets have played two. What the hell? I mean Markell's Mark, postponed. I guess Markell's Markell's doing eighteen point three points per points per game. He's got shooting the shooting the three ball. Eh, he's not a good three point shooter. So I kinda take that I kinda take that back. I misread field goal percentage at fourth at uh over four hundred for a three point percentage. If he was shooting over four hundred, he'd probably be like leading the MVP vote right now. <laughs> but he's not too bad. It's 5.8 5.8 assists per game right now. It's kind of funny for uh uh the Philly fans. I think it's funny that Philly fans got the Eagles Super Bowl and ever since that moment it just kind of been like torturous it, to be a Philly fan. <laughs> is there is there like a sports city where you feel the most like amount of schadenfreude other than Atlanta. Philadelphia? Oh, Boston. Nah. Well, well, they have they haven't they've had so much success lately. I mean, I don't, I just, I just, wa- I just love when Philly sports are bad because I think I, it's like, yeah. it's like the it's like the smaller Chicago, Philadelphia. I think Atlanta is just so comical. Oh yeah, it's getting to the point where it's I feel bad sad. for him now. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's getting to the point where I feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for Philly. That, that extends to uh, Georgia too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Kirby Smart is like fifteen million dollars a year that he's probably getting. To, to come in second place to Alabama every year. Mm-hmm. Um, my last NBA thought is, is it like, it, 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 did I just not notice in years past where like now it seems like teams just want to like pants other teams. Like there's the screenshots of like, oh my God, the, the Clippers are losing by 50 points at halftime. Like some of these teams are just like coming out of the gate and just absolutely laying the hammer down from minute number one. And like, some of these lo- incredibly lopsided score, like the Mavericks beat the Clippers one twenty four to seventy three, like that's insane. They won by almost fifty points. Yeah, like, I was watching Suns Pelicans yesterday, and the Suns were just punishing the Pelicans. Yes, exactly. 
Like, they won, is that just going to be normal up 111 now? to 86. Like, I feel like these 30-point spread, it, I feel like part of it has to be the crowd. Mm. But do you also think that some of these guys are playing themselves into shape, too? Like the quick off season, all that yeah, sort of stuff. Or, and then like possible. and then quick off season and then think about somebody like the Bulls. It was like almost like nine months since their last game. Like I'm sorry, you yeah. can't really do game shape outside of like playing pickup at the lifetime with hoodie mellow <laughs> isn't gonna get you into yeah, you know, point. shape and stuff. So I, I think a lot of teams are playing themselves into shape. Yeah, that would suck you. if like an NBA player oh. showed up to your YMCA. Just wouldn't be fun. <laughs> You guys would do NBA ratings talks right now if we're talking about blowouts? No, I'm just kidding. They, their ratings have been doing well, actually. This past week was like up significantly. Like oh, the best good. week since 2012. Hmm. Good. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I've been to, speaking of toilet, talking about those big, like the, like the huge blowouts, I went to a Bulls game once where they didn't, in 2015 or 2016, they didn't eclipse 80 points. So those are those are really fun to watch. They won that game. Were we together for that game? No, I didn't. I went with I went with my uh, went with my, my family. No, toilet was it you and I who went to that game where Derrick Rose had like a monster night so that the Bulls could win like seventy nine to seventy eight. <laughs> I do not remember that, but that sounds awesome. I think so. They do the Big Mac deal if they score over a hundred. They should do something like really <laughs> if they score like under eighty points. Yes. Yes, something that involves defense. So, like, I don't know, like a simply safe home defense thing if oh, they keep a team under 75. <laughs> yes. A loaded Smith, gun. And Smith and Wesson, like 25% off deal if you keep your, <laughs> if you defend your team to below yeah. 75 you points. Defend home. <laughs> or, like, if the home team, like the Bulls are at home and they score under 80, everyone gets to leave with, like, a toilet brush with, like, uh, Laurie Markkinen's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Lori Legend you're talking about, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. We got anything usable out of these two and a half hours? Totally. All right. Um, Great well, week. Until oh, next week. Don't call your mother. We're not. We're unofficially the sponsor of the new ABC sitcom, apparently. Ring your mother. Ring your mother. Give her a shout. Pop open a bottle of bubbly. Yeah. Here's to another goddamn new year. And outside, two million drunk Bostonians are getting ready to sing Auld Lang Sign out of tune. I sit there in my easy chair, looking at the clouds, horns with celebration. champagne go into the kitchen stand in front of the kitchen window and i take all